Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm with the final guest from the Capitol Hill Block Party series. They just wrapped up yesterday. And also, funny enough, they you said you performed right before Neptune? Not right before, like two artists before. There was okay. one person in between us. There we go. Yeah. I'm here with the Delicate. They're from Canada. Hi. Right? Canada? Yeah. So, I grew up in Canada. But you live in the States? I am a bi-coastal honey. I um, was born in Boston. Okay. Grew up in British Columbia in a very small town called Nelson, which most people don't know where it is. I know Nelson. No, I'm just kidding. You do? No, no, no. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> like so. Um, it's three hours north of Spokane, Washington, or eight hours from here. Oh, because I forget how big Canada's like huge. Yeah, it's like Seattle's here. Nelson is like boom. Okay. There. Um, and then I just spent the last like I don't know four or five months in Bedsty. Where's Bedsty? Brooklyn, Bedsty. Oh, okay, no, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Lil Kim and Biggie are both from there. Okay, some serious hip hop legends. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I was about to ask if um, you were part of the Canadian residency thing. There's like a thing oh, where like yes. Canada has their own little yeah for Capitol Hill. Yeah, yes, Music BC. So you it, are part of that? I had some like extra support and yes, I think I was a part of that. Yeah, I like okay. applied for a thing online and then they're like, yeah, you've been selected. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's how I met some of my artist guests from last year, like Vox Rea. They're yeah. from Vancouver and okay, they were part sweet. of that thing. Nice. I'm about to meet them for the first time. Really? Because we're in this program called ARC, which is another music BC thing. There is a crazy amount of support and money and energy that goes towards artists in Canada that I'm very grateful for. Wait, so you're able, even though you're bi, you said bi-coastal? Bi-coastal. Because well, you're literally on two coasts? Well, I say that because I love the East Coast and that's where I was born, but yeah. I grew up in the West Coast and like I'm very much a resident of British Columbia, but I always need to go to the East Coast Got to get it. that East Coast flavor. Like for the music that I make, I'm like, I love New York and I love Brooklyn. Wait, what's the real, what's the actual word for just living in two countries though? That's not, what is that called? Bye. Bye something. Bye, bye. country. Well, <laughs> I don't know my country. Hello I'm here. I buy all food map. You know what I'm saying? There we go. I eat meat. I eat vegetables. Like, Wait, so you, you're actually meeting Vox Rea? That's, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I think Fuck I'm yeah. pretty sure they got selected into this program as well. Yeah, because their name keeps coming up. I so. love those guys. They've been yeah. on the show. Yeah, they, I saw that. I um, helped them do a show in um, South by Southwest. Oh, wow. And then literally the week after South by, they came to Seattle wow. and I hosted them at my friend's house to do a oh, house wow. show. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like we're very like, so we're like fun. this. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're in the program as well. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then how did you get involved with Capitol Hill Block Party? Yeah, so like literally I'm pretty sure that I filled out an application. This year has been the year of like filling out things and then randomly being like sweet it worked i got it (laughs) a lot of no's but some really powerful yeses and capitol hill block party was brought to me through music bc which is the same organization that's putting together amp which is another like artist accelerator support program and i'm pretty sure vox rea are one of the artists i'd have to look at my phone but i'm not going to do that right now so like you just but you so they just choose stuff for you, or did you specifically apply for Capitol Hill? Yeah, I applied for Capitol Got Hill, and they were it. like, okay. "You've been selected." And then Got they're it. like, "We're and then." And then it was like, "Sick, you can perform." And then like a little bit later, they're like, "You get an extra travel honorarium." And I was like, "Sick!" And then they're like, "You can only use it for this, and yeah. we ha- and we have to see all the receipts and blah 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 blah." And it's like, okay, that's really fun, but like, yeah. Are you managed at all, or are you just managing this all by yourself? Oh, man. 
I have had managers. Um, I had my sister manage me for Capitol Hill block party because it okay. felt really nice to have somebody else there. Because yesterday I literally flew from Buffalo, okay. New York to Seattle. I left Buffalo at 6 a.m. to yeah. get to Seattle at 11 a.m. to perform at 3 p.m. And I was Damn. very stressed about it. It was the first time I've flown and sang on the same day. I was literally like in the airport <laughs> warming up. Um, so needless to say, no, I don't have a manager. Yes, sometimes I do ask people to help me out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fully self-managed, fully self-booked. Um, I just left the label that I signed to to put out the album that hopefully you're aware of. Yes. Um, of course you are because yes. you did your research. Um, because uh, we just it was like- 2022, right? Yes. Yeah. Good See, one. I know yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to know stuff and things. Um, so yeah, so uh, now I'm like fully independent, like no label, no manager, no booking agent. Do you just not like them or what happened? No, I love, I really, like I signed to Art House because they're a small label and I do love them. Um, and I was so excited to be a part of a family and have support. Um, but they just had like so many other things going on. They manage this artist named Talk who's like super blowing up right now. And like for my genre of music and just like what I wanted to do, they just didn't have the time and energy. So they basically like gave me everything back in a very good way and was like, we love you. Mm. You're, you're better off without us. Like, what, what type of music do they make that's so different than yours i don't know apparently my music is niche which i don't believe I it thought is you're like jazzy or something. but that's what they call that's what they said to me i don't want to say too much on the podcast about them but yeah i love them and i appreciate them <laughs> <laughs> and they did the right thing they gave me back my masters and like hey, i don't know yeah. them any money so Damn. now i own all my own shit and that feels really great cool yeah. is that like the first label you're part of or? that's actually the second label that i ever signed to so before i was the delicate i used to go by erica, erica d, d. Yes. Yeah. God, yeah, it's yeah. so cool that you know that. And under that name, I signed with a good friend of mine's label. Uh, he is DJ Word, and okay. he is an amazing turntablist. He does a night. He's from Berlin, um, and he has a small record label, which is basically just him helping his homies put out music called um, Long Lost Relative. Mm. And they're based in Berlin. And in 2016, yeah, 2016, I put out an album called um, New Skies with mm. them. Uh, and he actually like produced all the music after I had somebody else produce it and decide like I didn't like it. And then he basically like took the stems and just like remixed the whole record. Um, so that is technically my first record deal. But also there were so many mistakes on that one, too. It's <laughs> yeah. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, so do you like doing your own thing or do you want that family aspect? I mean, or? I would love to have a team 100 percent. Like, yeah. but I. If anything, especially this year with all of the um, like artist accelerator programs that I've done where I've mm. just learned so much about what it takes to be on top of it when it comes to releasing music and touring and everything, I just feel like I'm not so much in a rush. Like before I was like, oh, I'm so sick of being like a solo artist, solo managed, like solo, solo, solo. It'd be so nice to have a team. But then it's like, yeah. I can't just rush into anything. It's like, it's like a relationship. Like you're yeah. not going to like. I take on a few dates. Yeah. You can't <laughs> just like marry somebody before like figuring out like what they like to eat for breakfast or yeah. whatever. You DJ or is I that. I do. Yeah. Like you turn, you're like a scratch DJ or like not you're like a, a mixing DJ. DJ or... I mix. Okay. Okay. Definitely mix. Um, definitely selector. Definitely like vibe patrol. Um, vibe patrol. Vibe patrol. Yeah, I started DJing when I was like very inspired by my ex girlfriend when I was like twenty. Uh -huh. At the time, I only DJed like 
culture, reggae, and dance hall, like Richie Spice, Gyptian, like all the like, you know, feel good reggae tunes, and then like Beanie Man and Collie Buds. But then also <laughs> I was like super gay at the time. So I was right. like, let me just make sure none of these songs are saying terrible things about Bati Boys. Okay. So like, I was like, yeah, it was it was an interesting moment because I was like, I am a white lesbian DJing dance hall music. Like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> but um, I really loved the music. So I was really inspired by like Caribbean culture and that whole vibe. And then, yeah, that was like quite a while ago. And then I started um, like throwing parties and getting, well, first I got booked for a reggae party in Vancouver, which okay. was sick. This guy was dropping off a flyer. I was working at a restaurant at the time and I was like, hey man, if you ever need like an opener for the opener, like I'd love to play. Yeah. And he was like, yo, why don't you just play this party? And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And at the time I didn't know how to beat match, but I just like had a bunch of awesome like remixes. Yeah. I really love like the hip hop, like rugga crossover remixes yeah. and like instrumentals. And I just like That's showed up there. in the early 2000s for sure yeah so that was like 2007 or something like no 2006 a, a lot of that stuff yeah like super old yeah. so i'm so old um <laughs> i wasn't trying to date you. i'm just saying i like that era of music <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. right like the fujis like there's like so many sick remixes anyways i got booked for this party i showed up i was playing on cds Okay. Like, that was my thing. I had, like, you know, all my BPMs, like, written out and everything. We on a CD, you said? Yeah, I was playing, like, CDJs. Oh, I thought you meant, like, a little, like, CD. No, no, no. Yeah, like, yeah, CDJs, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like <laughs> my first, like, my first, uh, like, DJ controller was, like, this really boxy Newmark one that I okay. remember was, like, 300 bucks. Is like, literally just, like, this huge thing. And, like, you could, like, do this to, like, speed up the track or, like, use the faders or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. But anyways, that party literally changed my life because i showed up there i killed it i had all these instrumentals there happened to be all these mcs in the house yeah. i was like singing and rapping and like guesting all these other people and then homeboy paid me 50 bucks and i was like what this is yeah. sick and then i started djing more and i realized like wow like being a dj like i could actually pay for being a singer by djing and then eventually i started working with this other artist which actually my first seattle show was with her probably like a couple years later maybe around 2009 or something at Were they the from sea Seattle? monster Ooh. do you know that venue yeah yeah i think that's that like up the street sick. right probably i think that's the one like up the street it's like this small cute little seafoam room like it's literally like yeah yeah so cute and that was through my homie isaac who plays saxophone with clinton farron who's like yeah he's a yeah i know clinton farron yeah so there you go seattle um no the other artist her name is m3 she used to be in a like hippie jam band called wasabi collective and nice. she raps and sings and plays like crazy percussion she's like a very talented percussionist and so she always wanted to do this project where she got to tour with like a dj and then because i also sing and rap the two of us were just like boom dance party let's go and she had like timbales congas bongos hand sonic percussion tree like her shit took up like half of the stage and filled up an entire van like so many instruments and then i had my like cdjs and my mic and that was it and then the two of us would do this big dance party but she was like you know at the time it was like reggae and hip-hop and then she was like girl like we can't just I, I need a percussion i need to play percussion over some like four on the floor like we need a we need to do some house shit and at the time i was like oh cool like i've been singing over house since forever so then i remember like looking up like house music to dj and i was just like googling like mm. house music yeah. <laughs> i'm like benny benassi okay yeah <laughs> but yeah so needless to say i've been djing almost as long as i've been singing damn do you still yeah. dj i do like underground okay 
I wanted to, when I made the Delicate project, I really wanted to get like super intentional with how I make music and how I offer it. And I was feeling like really burnt out and like not inspired on just like performing for drunken high people, hmm. which like, but God bless them. Usually? At, so I guess I could be anywhere, but like, where were you? <laughs> like, like nightclubs and okay. music festivals. Yeah. yeah. So like before I was the delicate, I was Erica D and I would tour and sing over my DJ set. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome because like I've traveled like all over Europe. I've toured Brazil four times. Like I've had amazing experiences. Um, but yeah, again, it was like I want to have like a sit down audience for once. And like I want people to care what I'm saying. And I want them to be like grandparents and kids. Like so, so all ages. Sounds. What's that? So, so far sounds. Yeah, kind of. But like more like theaters and jazz festivals. I was okay. like, screw the rave. I want to play like New Orleans Jazz Festival. And like I haven't played that one yet, but I've played <laughs> a couple and it's been really great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And like real, like not real music, but like real humans on stage with me, like musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's mm. cool. But yeah. you've actually done like a lot of stuff in Seattle too. Like I have. There's a lot of like, when you look up the delicate, a uh-huh. lot of stuff that pops up is like Seattle related stuff. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, like that's you've cool. done something for like Alma, Tacoma, yeah. So Far Sounds. Yeah, that's true. So like, yeah, that's, why, that's why so are nice. you here? Why are you here all the time? <laughs> oh my God, honestly, I've been feeling like I need to be here more. Like, okay, hell yeah. well, first of all, like I live in Vancouver, right? Or you live in Boston. You live in both. I I'm mean, so confused. <laughs> I live in Vancouver. So Vancouver is like my home base. But okay. I just spent a bunch of time in Brooklyn. And like if I have okay. it my way, and which I probably will, I'll live between BC and Brooklyn, like just coast to coast. Okay. I also have a sweetheart who lives in Brooklyn. So like I kind of have to be out there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you like the pen pal every once in a while or something? Yeah. I'm like, I don't really want to do long distance. Like it's not that fun, but I will. Okay. Um, But yeah, and I'll bring him out here too, but. Anyways, needless to say, I feel like there needs to be more of a bridge between Vancouver and Seattle. Yeah, like the Seattleites love Vancouver and Vancouver loves Seattle. But for Mm. some reason, it's like there's a disconnect. Like Mm. I started I guess I started dipping into Seattle earlier on, like even that first gig, my friend Isaac, and then he moved to New York. So then I was like, shoot, I don't really have anyone in Seattle. And then I did get connected to the Alma Matter, which is a beautiful space, an amazing program. Mm. And they had me for an artist residency, um, I think like right before the pandemic hit actually in 2019 in February. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. I taught my singing workshop, which is like really important to me and I love doing. Um, yeah, because you do a lot of stuff. You're like a composer, producer, yeah. teacher. Yeah. Pianist? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really call myself a pianist, but I play piano. Like, okay. I, that's how I write. I, I try to play like every day when I'm not on the road and I love playing piano, but I have yet to like, I do it. Yeah. But I don't do it on stage yet. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you started making music when you were 16 and both your parents went to Berkeley. That's right. And then nice. so they were always like supportive of you doing music. Yeah. yeah. My mom's always like, she's so funny. So we've lived in Canada for over 30 years, but her Boston accent is like still there. And she was like, you'll live in my dream. Go out there and do the thing. But before she was like, go marry a lawyer or a doctor. And I'm like, ma, I'm not, it's not me, ma. But she used to come on tour with me all the time. She's like super supportive slash like wants to be me. Mm. She's always like, am I coming? I will sing with you. Let me sing with you. I wish I was there. <laughs> always. And then my dad was actually my teacher when I went to music college because that's how they met. He was her teacher. Oh. And that's why we ended up on the West Coast because he helped start this music program in Nelson called Selkirk College Music. Okay. 
Um, but then he ended up being my teacher when I went to music college and then I've had him in my band like multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a stage name? It's pretty cute. Just Paul Landsberg. Okay. <laughs> shout out a, Paul. You know what's crazy? Yeah. Shout out dad. <laughs> shout out dad. No, Paul is so cool. He just came to visit me in Brooklyn. He's like so fun. We went and saw Butcher Brown. Do you know that group? Butcher Brown. I don't think They're so. pretty dope too. It's what like are they? jazz and hip hop. They're Butcher like, Brown? Yeah, it's How a good I one. Know? I know Butcher. a lot of jazz hip hop people too. Yeah, Butcher Brown. They're super dope. And then uh, he brought me to go see some other p- uh, guitar player that he loves. Um, but yeah, shout out Paul. Paul is dope. Huh. He, um, We have a lot of fun rocking out. I feel very grateful that I've got to have him in my band. And uh, yeah, I mean, he they gave me a guitar when I was like eight. Hmm. And I sang in a bunch of like talent shows. But then I didn't really like start writing songs until I was 16 mm-hmm. and that was like after I had actually moved back to Boston um with family for grade or 11 to go live with my mom so my parents split up when I was three okay and I have a stepmom who's also a singer nice so I have like three musical parents yeah yeah and then in grade 11 I moved to Weymouth Massachusetts which is like a very hard to experience suburb outside of Boston like Wait. the movie Blow is a true story of a guy from Weymouth. Blow's the one with what's his name? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. 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 I still haven't seen that. It's on my list. It's, it's terrible. It's just, Oh, it's not a good movie? It's just like everything that is like sad and hard about America, I feel like. Blow is or the place? The place. And oh. probably the movie too. Have you seen the movie? Uh, yeah, I think I saw it when I was a kid, but I kind of blocked it out because I was like, this sucks. Oh. Just like pharmaceuticals, just like really bad drugs and people just doing terrible things. And like, that's what I experienced because I... The opioid epidemic was happening there? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like all these drugs that I'd never heard of when I was, when I moved there, I was like, what do you mean you're doing oxycontinins? And like, what do you mean you're doing this? And, yeah. and like all my friends were just like, you know, stealing and being terrible friends and things. Not yeah. not stealing like from the store. Like, I mean, everybody does that. But like from me, you know, and just oh, shit. being terrible, you know, like just being oh, terrible. So then I wrote songs <laughs> about saving the world because I was so sad. And that's basically what like started my whole entire experience and existence as an artist. How long were you there for? Only one year. And you're like, I'm out or? Yeah. Happened? And then I came back to BC to graduate. Got yeah. it. And then I started singing in my uncle's band. Oh, your uncle's van? Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, there's like so much family happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then you also like are really into hip hop? Yeah, so basically, okay, I will say this. Like some of my earliest memories and influences of hip hop music was definitely in Boston, hanging out with my cousins at the pool, listening to Jammin' 94.5. That's Jammin' 94.5. Jammin' 94.5. <laughs> Shameless plug for Boston, Jammin' 94.5. Um, but that was like all of the good shit. And that's when I was like a teenager. So, you know, I remember like so many songs. Like I don't even know where to start. Like everything from LL Cool J to Missy Elliott to like Maya to, you know, Aaliyah. Like all, all that good, 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 good stuff. And then... Um, my sister was also like super into hip hop. My older sister, who's actually here right now, the one that I was saying is my momager for yeah. the day. Sisterger. Shout out to Jessica. <laughs> um, she listened to like a lot of hip hop. She actually went through this whole like Eminem phase, which like I hated at the time. I just watched Eight Mile for the first time. Like, oh my god, a week or two. two I weeks really ago. like that one song where he's like, "So long, I don't wanna go." He's like talking yeah. about killing his girlfriend. Yeah. She would blast that Kim? song just to piss me it's off. Called Kim. I think it was. Is, yeah. I think the song's actually called Kim. Yeah. Like. 
respect for being so expressive and comfortable to talk about terrible things. But like that definitely scarred me as a young person. I was like, so you're not not a fan of him. (laughs) I mean, like I can admit that he's like a good writer and talented, but like his tone and what he talks about is not really. Oh, he just talks about killing his mom and yeah, no, it's not. Wife. It's not What's exactly what that? I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not what I love. Um, but then you know she was listening to that, but also just like you know people under the stairs, lyrics born, Talib Kweli. Talib like, Kweli was thought. just in town. Oh, sick! He did a free show. Um, down the street from where, I, from where I was staying. Was it good for Juneteenth? It oh, was that's crazy. so dope. Yeah, it was, was dope. he dope? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've seen him once and he seemed tired as hell. Oh no. Yeah, I was like, come on, you can't forget the words to just to get by. Yeah. But he was one of the first big hip hop shows I ever saw at Slam City Jam. I think in two thousand and three or yeah. something like that. It's interesting though because he's still like very. He still kind of represents like underground a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, though. 100%. So there's still a huge population of people who like hip hop who have no idea who the heck he is. Oh, yeah. It's kind of wild to think that about that. That is true. I was like trying to tell my friends that, dude, Tal Gwat Lee's doing a free show and yeah. no one came. And I was like, what the? F-? Like the people that like heard about the show, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably like the entire black community because <laughs> Seattle yeah. is like, what, something like one, what is it? Like 1% of Seattle's black or something? Okay. Super, something crazy small like that. Yeah, yeah. I so, kind of forgot. It's yeah. it's definitely different than Brooklyn. Yeah. So like all, like the entire community basically was at oh. the event. But well, I was that like, must have felt really good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm struggling with whether I'm like uh, a black business or a Blake business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. What does that mean? I don't know. I'd rather just be my, it's, it's, it's like. I don't want to like get to a point where I like, use the black card to get further and right, some like, right, right. which is funny to say, but like you know, there's like certain programs that are going to help as yeah. like being a minority, but also I'm like, I didn't really grow up where I really thought about race too intensely, right. Right, right, but right. like now that I get into different situations, like race is more prevalent. Well, so, that's super West Coast thing. Yeah, but it's weird. Like growing up until I was 18, I didn't really experience right. racism that I was aware of. Right, right, right. And then like when I started doing more, it's yeah. So I guess it is a West Coast thing. I mean, it's, well, I say it's a West Coast thing, the like the token card. Because yeah. like in, in New York yeah. and in Brooklyn, in my experience anyways, it's like if you have talent or if you're dope, people are going to fuck with you. Yeah. Out here, it's like they have to fill a certain quota. So like even me, because I identify as queer, it's like if I take off that box, that's probably one of the reasons why I got booked for the Capitol Hill block party. Mm-hmm. Because Music BC has a certain like they work for the government. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And they like that's important. Also being Jewish. Like yeah. that's another box that I can tick off. And it's like, I feel you on that. It's like, do I wanna tick off that box? Do I wanna identify as those things? But it's like if it's gonna help my art yeah. get to the people, which is ultimately why I make art. And if it's going to help support me doing that work, like, I'm going to take those boxes. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that sucks. Like, I've definitely heard and seen some mediocre-ass music because yeah. they've ticked off the boxes. And it's like, yeah, whatever happened sure. to, like, mentorship? Whatever happened to Tough Love? Because, like, when I first started rapping, I straight up had somebody be like, nah, not tonight. Not you got to go home and work on your shit. And I was, like, so butthurt. Like, literally, I was like damn like i was like can i rock the mic and they're like let's hear you rap and then i did my thing and they're like no you're not ready like go work on your shit and like in retrospect like that was amazing feedback because then i went and i like worked on my rhythm worked on my rhymes like worked on my tone worked on my breath Mm. breath is a massive thing that i feel like west coast rappers i don't know (laughs) correct me if i'm wrong there's certain people that you're just like dude like they do punch, you ever practice? They you punch know? in a lot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you need all of your vocals on your track to be able to perform live? You should probably practice, you yeah. know? But I'm also like a little bit, 
jaded and also a singing teacher. So I'm like, okay, I watch people like not breathe properly and it's just like yeah. cringy. I feel like hip hop shows usually suck compared to like any other type of show though. Like seeing, seeing someone rap on stage, unless it's like a full on performance, Yo. it's not that inspiring in my opinion. And like, I'm like a huge hip hop fan. I have like a lot of people. rappers over beats or like, yeah, that, yeah. Like rappers with a band. Like rappers with a band is cool, but a lot of it's just like rappers with behind like a track. Yeah, so what about rappers on a track? Because I feel like if an MC, which also like... Is MC still a thing? I would be curious, what do you think? What's the difference between a rapper and an MC? I don't even know if an MC really... Because like to me, an MC is more underground. And like hip hop is more underground. And then like Hmm. rap is more like pop. What was your what's your definition of an MC though? Someone that like, like hosts and also raps or like No, like an MC to me is like somebody who who's more of a melodic vocalist. But maybe that I just made it up in my own head. Like somebody who raps more melodically or like So you're calling little baby an MC then? I don't think so. Little baby's just like is. you don't know who little baby is? No, I'm literally old. What? Is he new? He's new. I know who little Wayne is. Little baby is like probably like <laughs> Five to eight years old, eight to wait, five oh, to. Oh, cute! Really? No, not not like not not the young. Oh, no, I'm just. <laughs> I'm saying like <laughs> five. You're like, to, he's literally a baby I, rapper. I'm like, well, that's great. He no, can be whatever no, he no, wants. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my no, god! I mean, like he's like oh, little terrible. baby. He's like been around for five to eight years old. No, wait, five oh. to eight years, and like he's like the biggest like rapper in the music industry right now. Huh. Which is like weird. Just I'm not a fan. I also don't listen to the radio, and like the, I, mean, I yeah. kind of stopped listening to new hip hop. Like I'm down with Kendrick, yeah, for his like rhythms and what he talks about and his tone. Anderson Pack, in my opinion, changed the game for hip hop and R and B. Yeah, okay. But you don't know. But like, I feel like I don't. I know. really love like Lil Sims. But if you're like a touring artist, don't you feel like it's important to to know, know like where. Like industry tries to set a standard at or something no because i don't really care so much about the industry which like Mm. i know i should but like i don't know i was staying downtown last night for the and there's like the swifties everywhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the swifters yeah the swifter picker uppers um what are they are they called the swifties no they're yeah they're literally called swifties not swifters i just like to say that i like swifters better though yeah because it's like mopping which i shouldn't say that i mean much respect to taylor swift again talent great writer but like i don't think i'd ever necessarily want to be that person like i want to have my autonomy i like to move around the world like Uh money's cool but also like if i get a shit ton of money i'm gonna redistribute it like i don't need all of that so i guess when it comes to like modern rap and like hip-hop especially when people are just like talking about money like i it doesn't pull my heartstrings oh i know why it's relevant though because like then if you don't pay attention to what's coming out then Mm -hmm. you get um you get this i want i wouldn't say stagnant is the right word but you get kind of like you get pushed into like the wayside you know like because if you're not because rap is an ever ever evolving art form that's why it's my favorite art form Right. I mean, okay. So, yes. And don't you think that rap has just gotten kind of worse since it started in some ways? I don't think it's. No, no, no. Like rap the, is rap is 100. And I, I had like, I've had like Cool Rock Ski on my podcast. And like, okay. so I'm like super old hip hop artist. Okay, right? okay. So, like, 80s hip hop is the worst <laughs> music okay, to ever fair. come off. No, but like, truth, 2000s, 90s. Like, I'm talking the like, sickest, sickest, swick. Swiggity, swiggity, swig. But that's, swiggity, swiggity, that's just swig. open You're doors like, for other genres. There's like genres right. of hip hop. So, like, 
still like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar and Drake are going to be like yeah. what the st- standard, not the standard, because like the standard might be like Little Yachty at this point. You know Little Yachty? Yes, I know who that is. It's like Little Yachty might be the standard or Juice World might be the standard for like the mel- melodic bullshit that a lot of people like try to make music right. now. But I'm saying like if you're actually, and that's, so, but that's like its own branch of hip hop, a Little Yachty or a Juice right. World. But well, like if you look at the continuation of like a Kendrick Lamar or a Drake or an Eminem still even, yeah. like they're on a different branch. And that's, yeah, I feel that's that. the further, like that. that's when it gets actual like into technical hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say this, like I definitely don't identify as a hip hop artist. Like right. I have made hip hop music for mm-hmm. sure. I can rap a little bit. You know, it's a part of who I am as a vocalist, but I'm more sing my raps these days than rap my raps. And for me, like keeping up with like what's hip and what's accessible and what people like, like I feel like to me, music is like it has a feeling and like timeless music and the greats are what inspire me. And when I was making this current album, I literally had to stop listening to music like Mm. I did not listen to any current R&B hip hop nothing in English. Like I literally just wanted to like completely just like block out the rest of the world so that I could like go deeper inside. Like for For me, I think the more that I look out, the less that I understand what's happening inside. And like, of course, I'm always until I lose my voice or this physical body, like I will continuously be on a journey of just being better. Like I want to be a better vocalist. I want to be a better lyricist. I want to be a better poet. I want to be a better performer, producer, composer, like loop artist, like Mm -hmm. all of the things. And none of that to me comes from observing what other people are doing. But it does come from attending shows of those who inspire me and pull my heartstrings, which I just did a bunch of that, which is basically like why I was in Brooklyn Mm. for that time, because I was like, I need to surround myself by artists, musicians, you know, singers, composers that are better than me and just like be uncomfortable, you know? Um, but needless to say, like, maybe that's just my excuse for not knowing young baby. I don't know. <laughs> young baby. <laughs> Little baby. <laughs> but like I also don't understand when young people say Yeah. But like Wait, what, what's his name again? <laughs> yeah, Little Baby. Yeah, nice. Okay, young baby. Wow. I don't I'm not saying go listen to his I don't listen to his music. I'm just saying like yeah. it's, he like yeah. But um it's interesting because people always talk about like what's hip or what's not hip, but yeah. and then like how people get aged out of being hip. But it's still, if you look at like who is making the most amount of money, it's like people who are in their late thirties or forties, mm-hmm. or like even look at like Brad Pitt. What how old is Brad Pitt now? He's almost fifty or sixty or something. Right, he's right, eight. Right. He's timeless. But like still, those are the people who like actually make money still. Yeah. Or like Drake is and Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. Those guys are all in their like mid thirties, almost forties, also. Or yeah. Little Wayne's almost 40 he started yeah, rapping yeah, yeah. when he was eight so it's crazy how long his career is so he's still relatively young as an old rapper yeah you know but like so i don't understand what it means to be hip anymore if the people who are actually the standard are still way older yeah than the i guess there are rappers and singers or like or like little Nas and x is what like 21 oh, yeah, that, that person i know who that is too. yeah but I, so i'm saying there are like it's getting more common with like social media to like become famous younger but still there is an actual standard right and so i don't know why hip usually relates to people that are like yeah i mean i don't know i definitely have a culprit of just like not really caring too much about pop culture like i have met so many 
quote famous people and like people with status like even Jay period the other day like when I met him I didn't realize who he was Mm -hmm. at all and I was just like so humble and just like treated him like I've treated any other human and like sometimes people are like D you should really know who that is or what did it like the first time I met Frank Ocean he was like singing out of key on a out of key piano and I was kind of like oh like what? (laughs) and then my homies were like dude you realize that was Frank Ocean right and I was like oops I don't know like you know to me like I really just like follow vibes and energy and like that's a very hippie like west coast thing to say but like I've been in the room with like really heavy hitters in the scene and like if it doesn't feel comfortable I'm like I'm not really gonna chill you know Mm. so it's the same thing from with music for me like you know there's a lot of new music that has been like so inspiring and like really like like one of my new favorites especially for a live show right now is um have you heard of Yusuf Days? Yeah. 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 His that drummer like so much dynamic, so much space in the music, like super talented, can flip between like everything from like hip hop to drum and bass to jazz to funk like mm. all in one show and just make it seamless. And like I'm fascinated by that. I'm like how can you make so many genres sound so good together? You know, Mm. I'm like, I'm really in I'm really into just like space and depth in music. And I find that most music that ends up on the radio, it's just like it sounds like everything else. And it's just doesn't have that like underbelly to me. But you use like Spotify and like, do you find like, oh yeah, Spotify. You find like new songs on Spotify and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who listens to the radio, but also we're in Seattle. We're like. I don't know. Actually, I have the a... radio stations here are probably some of the better radio stations. But I just mean like really? as far as what KXP top 40 is, is cool. But like, right? I don't... Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. I don't know. I don't really like the radio too much. Like the jazz stations are always good. But I just yeah. mean like whatever is considered like top forty and gets like charted. That style usually of music. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah for okay. Me anyways. So what what's next for you? Like you just did this Capitol Hill block party thing. Like yeah. Okay. What do you what do you do? You just travel a lot. Oh. Or what do you? Yeah. What do you do? Man, because you I, make music, but I'm like, like so exhausted in the best way possible. This yeah. year has been so busy and so full. Um, so I released my album last year, um, which means this whole like after releasing an album, it's all about just getting the music out there. So what does that look like? You know, spending so much time on the internet, like figuring out ways to get your music heard, whether that's through social media, applying for festivals, you know, like I said, I'm totally self-managed, self-booked, that whole thing. So like sending my own music out to radio stations, sending it out to sync, like trying to figure out all the different ways. And then especially having a team that was like not able to do the things that I wanted them to do. So then Mm -hmm. this year I've just like kept leveling up my business smart as an entrepreneur, as a musician. Um, and then what is next for me? So I am like kind of like halfway through, mm, what is it today? I feel like I'm like two thirds of the way through my like summer tour. Um, so that means you're almost done, right? I think so, yeah. So if you had another one third, it's three. Yeah, like I go back to Vancouver tomorrow. I play a show on Wednesday. Sunday, I fly back to New York. I'm probably going to be with your homie, Vox Rea, for this. Yeah. Like, we have like a two Lauren and a half and day artist uh, clinic that we're doing where we learn more about the music business. In Brooklyn, you said? In Vancouver. Wait, so you're, wait, wait. Sorry, you're going to Vancouver and then you said you're going to Brooklyn or Boston? Brooklyn. Then you're going to Brooklyn. So, and then yeah. you're coming back to Vancouver? Yeah, it's crazy. Do you so, ever worry about your <laughs> my, economical footprint? Oh my God. <laughs> I do worry about it. This year has been terrible for that. That's why I'm like really looking forward to not flying for a little while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so go back to Vancouver, play a show, do this artist clinic, fly to New York, play a show in New York yeah. with 
some of my favorite humans ever. Um, something else that's really exciting, like I said, I spent all this time in New York being around amazing musicians. Then I got some of my favorite musicians in the world in one room together, and we re-recorded two of my songs from my album, nice. live versions, like straight off the floor. One of them is Comfortable. Um, the composer arranger is this uh, wonderful angel of a human named Lawrence Fields, who is like such an incredible human and a phenomenally talented piano player. So one of them is just me and piano. The other one is like full band, also with a singer named Safa, who is bloody brilliant she's just like <laughs> literally when i hear her voice i melt and i met her because she sings with esperanza spalding and yeah. like she's so good and she's just like such a nice kind genuine human so like all of us got in a room recorded these two songs so i'm going to release those with a video sometime in the fall i'm actually releasing a remix of baby blue on friday of this nice. week It'll be the first remix off the album. Hell yeah. It's with this duo, producer duo named Potato Head People that are also from Vancouver. <laughs> nice. I know. Sick name, right? <laughs> yeah. Those guys are amazing. Um, actually, one of the producers of that duo was the main uh, co-collaborator like producer on the record. His name's Astrological. Nice. Um, so that drops. Then I come back from New York and then I do another show in Vancouver and I curate a music festival back home in Nelson, B.C., Nice. So I'm picking up my sweetheart when I go back to New York, bringing him to Vancouver and Nelson for the first time, which I'm really excited about because he's also a visual artist. Mm. So um, and it's like a mural festival. So he's going to do like live painting. Nice. And I'm going to be like hosting, teaching a workshop. You know, honestly, like one of my favorite things in the world to do is just go into the woods and listen. Like not to the sounds of everything in the city, but just like to the sounds of nothing. Like, like a tree birds. Falling not a tree falling necessarily but yeah that could happen but like the wind in the leaves like I find so much inspiration in silence like I am inspired by the city because I'm inspired by the humans that like are in the city but as far yeah. as like the actual concrete jungle of the city like it's really hard for me to feel like that same connection that yeah. I do when I'm in the woods you probably do like a lot of shrooms don't you <laughs> I sound like it right um to be honest no I don't oh. I don't do a lot of shrooms but I get high from like meditating doing yoga smoking weed <laughs> not super often <laughs> you know for the young viewers out oh there you know a little sativa is always good for this honey no but yeah getting stoned and just like walking in the woods is one of my favorite things ever <laughs> nice. or just swimming star fishing like laying flat on my back and just letting the sun hit me yeah um but yeah so i'll go back to nelson and then i'll take like four days to just go camping and chill out and then Wait, how big is this town like you said it's a small town but like how many people like seventeen thousand. Oh, wow. in the middle of the woods oh my gosh yeah it's nice is it like culty at all yeah, there's like those, what are they called? Oh, I love this term, white light warriors. What the fuck's a white light warrior? It's like, it's like classic like white hippies with dreads that are like, everything's fine. We love everybody. Like, all lives matter. Like, we're inclusive. You're yeah. like, um, yeah, you've never left your small town ever and everything that you're doing is offensive. Yeah. They're like, have like an ohm symbol necklace on and then like a Tibetan robe with yeah. like, you know, it's like all of the different things. But like, you know, bless them. Like, hopefully they'll find their way. That sounds like a you small know? town that would have like a movie that has like a mystery that takes place or something. Oh, like that kind of a cult. Yeah. Maybe. Like, have you seen, um, do you watch it? movies? Uh, sometimes. You probably haven't seen this then. Have you seen Tusk? No. But I'm trying to think. I was watching a show where they had this like weird, it was like this weird seance thing that was happening. It was like a bunch of weird like hippie guys in the woods. And I'm trying to remember what show it was because it was hilarious. Oh, hmm. 
Um, but Tusk has Johnny Depp in it. Okay. It's an it's a Canadian movie, and then randomly Johnny Depp's in it. Like he's like in it for like twenty minutes. Right. But they um, like only had the budget to have him like yeah. for a little bit. And he's in like like he's in like a costume the entire time, so it doesn't huh. look like him. Huh. Um, but that's a pretty. It's about like a small town thing. Huh. It's really fucked. Anyways, it's interesting. It's crazy horror. Do you like you don't like horror movies? No. Oh uh, yeah, you don't want to watch Tusk. I know, I know. I I um I'm not a big movie person. I don't I'm like, what do I do? You know, I spend a lot of time like you being an independent artist. Yeah. I don't always travel. I this summer has been the busiest yet for a very long time, especially post pandemic. Like mm. when the pandemic hit and when I was recording the vocals for this album, I was living on four acres back home in this small town. Like Nobody around except for this wonderful angel of a 73-year-old, like, feminist, old stoner hippie woman who, like, let me stay in her garage suite mm. on this land and, like, taught me how to garden and grow food. Damn. And I literally just chilled there. During the pandemic, you're saying? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I know. I'm super grateful. Honestly, I couldn't stay in the city. I was living in Vancouver, and I was like, I need to get out. Yeah. And then I called my grandma, my stepmom's mom, and she was like, within two phone calls the lady was like come on over and then originally it was just supposed to be for two weeks but then i kept being like can i stay for longer and then she's like okay fine like three months or whatever and then she's like okay so you're gonna plant your garden and i was like well does that mean i get to stay to the fall like it was like a little nerve-wracking because i never knew when i had to leave but yeah it was like four acres of land on the river and uh yeah it was really great i love like not moving around and being so busy yeah yeah but also it's like when you have a gift and like people need to feel it and experience it it's like you have to bring the music to the people too you know Mm -hmm. that's fucking awesome i wish i had i guess i was living in the woods during but in a house yeah like the town the closest town was like granted there was like a neighborhood in the woods yeah but like the closest town was like 15 minutes away so that's That's where i stayed during COVID. good for you yeah we all need to slow down man yeah we spend too much time like going so fast all the time yeah yeah when I was like, the last time that you really like got to chill? Um, I think over a year ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever just like turn off your phone for a day? No, I don't have time to do that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but like, like that would like be to. cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Like, I'm planning for it in August. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Or when like even just like last? a couple hours in the morning, like, or even just like ten minutes. Like, don't turn on your phone as soon as you wake up and just like chill. Like, oh shit! It's almost actually been a whole year because my anniversary. Is coming up. My podcast anniversary is on August 18th. And oh, wow. last August 18th, I had this thing where I had, over the course of a week, 15 different people come to my cabin and stay with me. Oh, my God. That's so cool. And, you were in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And that was awesome. And I, I made a mental note that to like remember that moment. Oh, and wow. now I'm, but now I was like, this is going to fly by. But now I'm remembering that moment like right now. Wow. So that's kind of, but that was like almost a year ago now. That's so yeah, like, damn. Yeah, a good little reminder. Can oh, you still man. have that cabin? Yeah. You can go there anytime? Yeah. It's my family's though. So it's like with my family's there or not too. So I have yeah. to like ask if who's there at that moment. But make a plan, man. Yeah. Damn. That's been a, that's been a year. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. But, we forget. Yeah. I got to experience that that feeling of slowing down time because I had a day off in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, in the prairies. Where the fuck is that? It's is that Canada? Literally, yeah, it's in Canada, but it's like 
like a very far, far, far place from here. I feel like it would be like a 20 hour drive. You'll probably like Vox Rhea. They're very like hippie oh, and yeah. all their music's very hippie. Oh yeah, I'm sure I will. Yeah. But yeah, I got to just like be there. Sorry, that was me. I was like, do I have something? Yeah, cool. No, maybe, I don't know. It's zooming in on me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I got to just like chill um, by the river for a day. And it was so funny because my host, the person who brought me there was like so excited to hang out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's like smoke a joint and just like chill. But it was like so much talking and we were on stand up paddle boards. And I was like, I was like, at a certain point, I was like, is it okay if we just have like a silent meditation moment? (laughs) And he was like, yo, I love meditating all day. And I was like, great, (laughs) thanks. Okay. And then it was like a few minutes and I was like, okay, awesome. So now I'm just going to walk over there by myself now. Okay, cool. That's okay, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I did. And I just like walked and I just looked everywhere that I walked. And there's something so simple about just being present when you're walking. There's actually something called walking meditation. Oh. It's really important. You just walk. And but do you like look up your when you're walking or do you look down? I mean, at that time I was looking down because it was so cool. It was like right by the river. So like where the river once was, like, yeah. you know how the river changes all the time. So it's like all these different grooves and stuff. And I just love looking at it. So I just did that. Yeah. And it was great. And it felt like for a minute, like time didn't exist because I didn't have to be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. With that, what is some final advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, okay. influencers? Oh, influencers. Well, I got nothing for y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Influence. Just keep on influencing. Uh, For up and coming artists, (laughs) some advice. Okay. Make your art first for yourself. Like, give it back to you. Because I feel like it took me way too long to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I was like... It's for the people. It's for the people. And then I was like, wait a minute. I can make art for me? Like, what a concept. It feels so good. So, yeah. And... As much as you can, just be your authentic self. And that takes work to get there. But whatever it takes, you know? Um, have your have your like warm up and warm down routine. Mm. So like for singers, you know? Like warming up your voice, getting connected to your body. Um, and then also doing it out. Like for me, when I finish a show, I can't like, I do say hi to the people in the crowd, but then I also need like the time to like bottle it up and like, you know, cause we just gave all of our energy away. So we got to like figure out a way mm. to wind down without drugs and alcohol, ideally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like having routine for me, like routine, ritual, consistency, like those things are so important. Like you're talking about your yoga that you did today, mm. like having breathing stuff or meditation stuff or Whatever it is, just like if there's anything that you can do that that you know helps you feel grounded to try and keep those things on the road and um, be intentional about uh, who you make art with and how you make art. I mean, I guess that's not for everybody, but for me, that really works. Like, yeah, just like having intention um, because I feel like it just usually like even setting up the space for a writing session whether that's like lighting a candle or like just being like you know starting the session off by like acknowledging everyone in the room and just telling everyone how grateful you are that they're there or like offering food or tea or just like little things Mm. to just like let people know that they are important to you because like I think too many folks focus on like the outcome of a writing session even too and not just like the energy of being able to write with other people in the space and like knowing like no matter what comes out of writing a song together, just having the experience of doing that is going to benefit you massively because somebody's sharing like an intimate part of their art with you. I should do that with my podcast studio, like have someone choose out a type of tea or something. Oh, 
that's so cute. I know. Yeah. That's why I was like, should we get some tea? Yeah. I don't know. I'm Italian and Jewish. I'm Italian. Oh, yeah. See, it's all about like feeding yeah. people and like bringing them into your home and like making sure they're comfortable. So like whatever that is like for you with your writing routines yeah. or like having a, a personal conversation or like for even for my shows, like I always like set up my flowers and like light a candle and like have my little like ritual that I do before I perform. And I just think that those things help to keep me grounded. Mm-hmm, for sure. I think the most stressed and unhealthy that I've ever been was when I'm thinking about the future mm. or like spending too much time on my computer, like focusing on the shit that that is like, okay, this is important. But like if you if I don't take pauses to refill my cup, whether that's like going into nature, having a phone call with a friend, like playing piano, spending time with my lover, like whatever, mm. you know, then I'm just going to like crash and burn. And like all of those tasks feel like they take so much longer. And they do because it's like I need to have that like reset button. Mm-hmm. And like, remember what you do it for. Like, why do you do it? Why are you an artist? Is it like, because it makes you feel good? Because you like making other people feel good? Is it because you want money? Like, cool, (laughs) you know, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Also, but like, at least you know that, you know what I mean? So then like, move from that place, like know and define what your values are. Like, what are your core values? And why are you here? Yeah, 100%. That's it. Hell yeah. With that, what is the easiest way for people to find you? Oh, yeah, sweet. The... D-E-L-L-A-K-I-T, the Della Kit, which I never told you the origin story of my name, but we can save that till next time. Yes. This is the NAS podcast with- <laughs> The Della Kit. And Yay. Thanks for having me. We did it.